Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, let's do this. Let's get the podcast started. Thank you for joining Spazzin' Out. It's my podcast. I'm Anthony Pazzioli or Spaz or Anthony or Ant or Paz. Never Tony. Tony only if you don't know me. All right. My podcast, when I do it, I live stream on Facebook and I live stream on TikTok and I want to live stream on other platforms. I was checking out this uh, app that allows you to do one live stream and it broadcasts it to other apps. So I may look into getting that so that I can be on multiple, multiple platforms at the same time. But the main purpose here is to record my podcast. And while I do that, I want to interact with people. Typically, we do the podcast five nights a week. Well, I do it five nights a week. I just don't know what time. I'd like to do it at 6.30, but 6.30, as I said a bunch of times on my show, it never works out for me. If you could please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't, whatever you listen to it on, whether it's Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or any of the other five bazillion podcast mediums, subscribe to it. If you're watching on Facebook right now, share the link. If you're on TikTok, we're here doing the live feed five nights a week. Join us. Tell everybody else about us and follow me on TikTok. I'd appreciate it. So I got a couple things going on today that I want to talk to you guys about. Maybe you guys can actually help me out. I'm trying to start a mattress recycling business and I'm going to move on from this topic real quick, but I can't figure out where to sell the foam or the textile. So if you know anything at all about, I know where to sell the metal, obviously, about selling the foam from a, from a mattress or the textile from a mattress or the wood from the box spring, let me know. DM me that information. Thanks. All right. Here in Massachusetts, we are under a tornado watch. Everybody watch out. Tornado watch. That, that's how I imagine my mother-in-law going around my house. So tornado watch in Massachusetts right now. We don't really get too many tornadoes. I live in Revere. We got a pretty bad tornado here like five or six years ago where it, it ripped through a few buildings. But, you know, and a couple, and, and I don't know if anybody was dead, so I don't want to say anything bad about it. But we typically don't get tornadoes here in, in Massachusetts. So when we get put on a tornado watch, people freak out and everybody goes crazy. Now, I freak out when it rains because I get water in my basement. I have a sump pump, but the sump, but I have cracks in my foundation. So it's a huge pain in my butt where I got to make sure I have a shop vac ready to go. So when the water starts coming in, I turn that sucker on. I should probably fix it, but, you know. I got 5 million other things that I, I, you know what? I ain't gonna lie, I don't even know how to fix it. Maybe I put some tar on it or something like that. I, I really don't know. I have no clue. But let's, what, let's worry. Let's not worry. My daughter's gonna freak out. This is why I don't like rain. Uh, my daughter, who's five, freaks out. The dogs absolutely freak out. But then my wife loves it. She thinks she wants to be a tornado watcher. And I'm like, yeah, go watch the tornado. No, I'm just kidding. She'll kill me for saying that. Get out there. Here it comes. It's, I think I see a tunnel, a funnel. Babe, I see a funnel cloud. Get out there. 
No, I am just kidding. She'll get pissed at that I that I said that. I I love you, hon, so much. I I really do. I I God forbid you get sucked up and I no. Jeez, <laughs> kid. I'm really trying to get myself in trouble today, huh? You know what? I, you know what? Maybe next time I see a, a funnel cloud, I'll just walk out into it, and hopefully I'll get sucked away, and I and I'll get I'll get thrown out um, by it. So tornado watch, but it's mostly out in Western Mass. This does nothing for the people who listen to the podcast in Texas or California or my peeps out in Michigan. I got some Oklahoma homies up in here, but this is for the Massachusetts people, and it doesn't really do you any good if you listen to the podcast. Because it's already over, so it's for the people on the live stream. There, we said it. On today's program, how much money do Americans think they need to retire? We want to talk about that. Jack Del Rio of the Washington football team has balls, and I love it. And I want to tell you guys what he said, uh, a comment towards players opting out. 66% of Americans are not going to do what? 66%. I'm sorry, it's 60% of Americans are not going to do something. We'll talk about that. And kids are getting ready to go back to school. And I wanted to give you my thoughts on what we're doing here in the Paziali household. I have two kids. I have a son that is 12. And I have a daughter that is uh, five that's going to be six in November. And I wanted to talk about that. But right off the bat, how much money do you need to retire. I want you guys to think about that for a second. A lot of us are going to be working right up until the time we can get our social security, which I don't even know what age it is. It's probably like 68 or 60. It's probably even 70 by now where you can get your social security. But I can tell you that the amount of money that you're going to get if social security is still around isn't going to be much. Maybe a thousand, maybe 1200 bucks, something, something like that. And I think you even get taxed on that crap, to be honest with you. I, I don't know because I don't collect social, social security. Someone else can let me know. But that sure as hell isn't going to be enough money for you to get by. The average American believes that they need to say, this is, this is, this is insane because ain't none of us. No one here on this show is going to have this kind of money in their bank account. So $2 million, $1.9 million is what the average American thinks that they need to save so that they can retire. I don't think I need that much money. I'm trying to think that I... I am going to work. I'll most likely die before I retire. I mean, that's, that's pretty much hands down. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'd like to live a lot longer and I'd like to get to retire, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to work until I'm at least 70 and I'll probably work past the age of 70 if I'm still around, if I don't drop dead of a, of a massive heart attack. But let's just for the, for, for this conversation, let's just kind of figure out what, how much you might really need to retire, but let's just say you did it the right way, okay? Let's just say, you you know, let, let's say you got a house when you were 30, 30 years old, and you got that 30-year mortgage, okay? And you pay the puppy off. You're 60 years old, 65 we'll even say, and you actually paid off the house, you didn't move. The problem is most people don't pay off their mortgages. They move five, six, seven, eight times, okay? So that's probably, you know what? That's probably not realistic, so I guess I can't use that for an example. So you're still going to have a mortgage, which how the hell are you going to pay for that when you're in retirement? But let's just say you still got your mortgage. Say your mortgage is $2,000 a month, $1,500 a month. We'll go $1,500. So you got you to gotta have your mortgage, $1,500. Well, your Social Security isn't going to cover that. So you already know that you need... Let's just say that it's... You know what? I love it. I like making shit simple. Let's say 
your social security check covers your rent or your mortgage payment. And we know that's not realistic, but let's just say that it does. So now that's out the window. How much money do you really need to live? Think about that. I don't really need that much money, dude. I'm about as cheap as they come. I'm not going to have kids to take care of anymore. I'll probably still be, um, uh, well, definitely, I mean, unless I've died. So me and Kaylee will still be together, but we won't have kids to take care of. Definitely not going to have dogs, bro. I'm never getting another dog. So now her and I have to take care of each other. So let's say my social security check takes care of uh, of the rent or the mortgage payment. Um, you know what? I, I We almost own our house outright, so I, I'm not going to have a mortgage payment. I'm sorry. I, I You know what? If that offends you, tough crap. But my house is almost paid off, and I'm gonna get a house down in Florida when when my when my when Kaylee's father passed away. So I'm gonna have two houses that are gonna be paid off. So I'm not gonna have a mortgage. Sorry, and I don't feel bad for it. But most people are going to. So for we're using me. So now I don't have a mortgage, but I still have to pay taxes. So we're still gonna go with one Social Security check covers the 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 rent or the taxes. Okay. Then we have Kaylee's Social Security check. We'll use her Social Security check. She'll pay the gas, the electric, um, and let's say the groceries. All right. So now that stuff's done, dude. Between between Kaylee and I, if we make twelve hundred and twelve hundred, that's two thousand uh, four hundred. So and then let's just say I need a thousand dollars for 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 other stuff. So it's three grand. Let's say I need thirty five hundred. Who's who's got that? You know what? Always with the easy math. Let's say you need $3,000 a month to live. What's that times 12? That's 36, right? So you need 36,000. Let's say you're going to live, uh, you know what? F it. Let's say you're going to live for 10 years, right? After retirement. Now, you know what? Let's say you do 20. So if you live for 20 years after retirement, you really don't need that much money, right? So you, you're looking at like $600,000. So yeah, you need about a million dollars, but cost of living is going to go up and all that crap. So you probably need about a million dollars in your bank account um, to last you your lifetime. None of us are going to have it. None of us. I mean, you might have it. Maybe you got plans to have a million. I mean, I have plans to have a million, but it ain't working out too well. I'm already 42 years old. I'm working towards that goal. I mean, I'm doing stuff right. Like I said, I'm not going to have uh, a mortgage payment. I mean, literally, I can I can just end my mortgage payments now. I, I'm lucky enough that the, the the mortgage is almost paid off in this house. But like I said, I'll sell this baby. I'm going to move down to Florida and live in my mortgage-free property that I'm going to inherit. Well, I'm not going to inherit it, but Kaylee's going to inherit it. So thanks, Steve. Thanks. My father-in-law, the man setting up Paziali South. So you're probably going to need about a mil, right? How are you going to get to a million dollars? It's really a devastating thing when you think about it. I spend a lot of my time thinking about my retirement and what kind of funds I'm going to need and what I'm going to be doing, which is why Kaylee and I work and Kaylee mostly worked her ass off to make sure that our mortgage is is almost paid off. So that's a good thing. Then the next great thing, like I said, is that we got Steve, but we still need money. We still need transportation and we still want to live our lives and we don't want to work. And I think about that all the time. I will probably work until I die, if broadcasting, if I can get back into broadcasting, or if the podcast takes off, but I'll do this until I die. That's not a problem. It's not really, it's tough to do, but it's not manual labor. I, I can't sling junk until I'm 60. I can't sling junk until I'm 70 or 80. So that won't happen. Maybe real estate investment, which is what, which is what I do, and hopefully I'll grow exponentially in that. But the average American 
isn't going to have a million dollars when he retires. And I'm going to say this, and this is going to suck, but I'm going to be dead serious with you guys. You'd be better off just dying. Honestly, you'd just be better off dying. So work, work until you're like 60, 65, almost 70. And then when you think you're going to retire, just die. Literally, you'd be better off. Don't because if you don't just die, you don't have the money to take care of yourself. You're not gonna unless you set yourself up and you were smart and you saved money. But nobody saves money. I don't have a savings, bro. I got zero dollars. I got two. I can't even rub two nickels together, which is why I'm so cheap on every single thing. But the honest truth is, I think about all the time. My father, he passed away when he was 58, and we miss him like hell. But this dude lucked out. He, he doesn't have to suffer. He's not going to get old and not have money. He's not going to have to do the reverse mortgage on his house. He's not going to he's not going to live the miserable years of his life. Sure, he there, there's some downside, right? He never got to meet my daughter Presley. He never got to meet my brother Mike's kids. Be there for Mike's wedding. Be there for my um. Uh, when I meet when me and Kaylee finally get married, which we will, he's not going to be able to be there for that. Um, all that shit, it sucks. But for him. It's pretty good. He didn't have to deal. He didn't have to work until he was 70. He just was like, I'm out, 58, I'm gone. He didn't have to worry about how he's going to make ends meet with Social Security and the funds, the very little funds that he was able to uh, to save. And sure, it would have been, by, by the time he retired, would have been less. Um, so I think the retirement plan is to just die. It might be easier. It, I, I'm not. I'm not advocate, advocating that you guys go, kill yourselves, but I'm saying that it might just be easier to just work, and then when you're done and you're ready to call it a life, just die. That's it. You know what? Maybe save enough money for one or two good months. You go do whatever, whatever the hell you like to do for two months. You take two, three, a year. Maybe you got enough for a year, right? You take one year and you go do all the things on your bucket list that you've ever wanted to do, right? Just go out, have a great time. Don't worry about paying the mortgage or anything like that because you know you're going to die. So who cares? Don't worry about paying the rent here in Massachusetts. You can live somewhere. Um, You can live somewhere for a year before they kick you out and then just die. Like, that's it. Just hit the button. Just say, oh, I'm dead. I'm 70. I got my loot. I don't even know how I got it, got got into that conversation, but it made me think about it. Like, I'm like, shit, it's way easier to just die when you're when you're ready to retire than it is to have a million dollars in your bank account. And I'm not trying, and you know me, I don't want anybody to take the easy way out. I'm going to try to have the mill. I'm going to try to have two mil. I'm going to try to have three, four, ten. I want to have a lot of money so that I can do the things that I want to do. I'd like to retire. You know, I'd like to retire by the time I'm 60 if possible, maybe earlier. I'm, I'm, I'm working towards that. But if I can't, and, I, and I'm still working when I'm like 70, then when I decide that I don't want to work anymore, I'm going to take one year, do everything I ever wanted to do, and then that's it. Cancel me. That's I'm, I'm done. I don't want to live. Uh, I don't want to burden. That's one of my biggest things. I don't want to burden other people. So I don't want to be a burden on my family. Um, I'd like to call them up someday and just talk to my son and say, hey, buddy, that this is going to be my last week. Presley, I love you. Go see my grandkids. Hey, guys, I, I love you. Dad, uh, Grandpa is going to stop working, and I'm going to go and do whatever the hell I want for one year, for the last year of my life, and then uh, I'll do it on New Year's, right? Start it on New Year's, and then New Year's Eve is, is my last night alive, and that, that very night, uh, I'll do whatever the hell I can to blow my heart out, and then gone. 
And then it's no worries. Then you don't have to worry about saving for retirement. And you don't have to worry about your kids wiping your ass or you, your kids stuffing you in a nursing home, which I wouldn't really mind being in a nursing home. I, I actually would look, honestly, people bitch about nursing homes, but I kind of like them. Literally, you get you get three meals a day. You don't have to cook the meal. You, you don't have to wash the dishes. Bro, you don't have to wash the dishes. You don't have to fucking cook the meal. I mean, that's 90% of life. 99% of your life is cooking meals and cleaning dishes. If I could get that out of my life, oh my God. Could you imagine? I'd be great in prison. Prison would be so good for me. Literally. I would love prison. Bro, you wake up at 6, eat breakfast. You don't clean the... Well, maybe you do clean the dishes in prison. I don't know if the prisoners do it. So, if they do, I don't want to go to prison. But if they don't, I'm in. Three squares a day. You get to hang out all day. You fight around. You do nothing. No hassles. No worries. Nothing. Nursing homes the same way. You're, you're you're too old to do anything, bro. You don't even have to wipe your own ass. Literally, you don't have to wipe your own. It's like going back and being a kid again. When you're in a nursing home, you're a kid again. You get to do whatever you want. Say whatever you want. Nobody cares what you do. It's for, it sounds like a great sounds like a great time. Man, now all you got is responsibility, and really all I think about. A lot of my time is spent thinking about retirement and setting myself up so that I can retire. And apparently most Americans believe they need $2 million to retire. I would say so because we just we just kind of broke it down that you would need at least a million just to get by. And then if you wanted to have some kind of a good retirement, you'd have to have another mill so that you could have spending money to go do the things that you wanted. Or you could just do my plan, save up enough money to have one hell of a year. You work. And then you just, one year, you do everything you've ever wanted to do, and then you die. And that's it. I think that's a great retirement plan. And the government will thank you for it because they want you to die. They don't want you to collect your Social Security. They love it when people die. But they love it when people die before they reach Social Security because they don't pay it out. Which which I always thought was a scumbag move. I, I always thought that Social Security should get paid out. So, like, if your dad worked his entire life... And he, and he put money in the whole time because it's not a tax. If you put money in the whole time, I always thought they should pay it out. The reason that they don't pay it out is basically they're, you know, they're, they're taking my money now to pay the guy who's in retirement now. And then when I'm in retirement, they're going to take my son's money to pay me and they want me to die because they're like, oh, thank God we don't have to use this guy's money. We don't have to take money from somebody else. We could pay a debt. Who knows what the hell they do with it? <clears throat> But the government loves it. They love it so much that they send you a check for $250 to help pay for the funeral bill, which does nothing, by the way. $250, garbage. Doesn't help. Don't buy flowers with it, though, bro. So, all right, there's my, t- there's my thought on, on retirement. Here's, here's, here's the retirement plan for the middle class man. You're going to work your ass off your entire life. Work. You're going to work hard. You're going to try to save up enough money to, to put one year's worth of fun money away, then you're going to retire at like 70, and then your whole year, you're going to party and do whatever you want, and then you're going to die on New Year's Eve, and you're not going to be a burden on your family. Sounds like a pretty damn good plan. I love it. All right. Uh, Jack Del Rio. Yeah, all right. Let's do Jack Del Rio, and then we'll get on to to the last thing. So Jack Del Rio, who used to be head coach, not a head coach anymore, he is the defensive coordinator for the Washington football team. Not the Washington Redskins, the Washington 
football team. He is the defensive coordinator for the team. Sports Illustrated put out an article this week saying that the NFL is putting profit over lives. They're putting profit over preparation for COVID-19. Jack Del Rio tweets at the the guy who writes the who wrote the article and I'm and I'm paraphrasing with what he said, but in a nutshell Jack Del Rio said, "Listen, uh football, the players that play in the NFL understand that there is a high risk chance that they are going to get hurt or that they're not going to be safe without COVID-19. There's a high risk and that the NFL does its best to keep the players safe, right? And he said, if, if, if this is paraphrasing, he didn't say this word for word. He basically, he, he said, he did say this pot. He said, if being safe all the time is your paramount, is the most important thing to you, then you should reconsider driving a car, right? Don't drive a car. Don't get in a plane. Don't walk the streets. Wherever you go, you might get hit by a bus. You might get in a car accident. There's always an opportunity for you to die. So his thoughts on the players opting out of the of the season is basically you guys are being a bunch of bitch asses. You already know that there's a high chance that your head's going to turn into mush or that you're going to break your arm or that you're going to take a blow to the chest and your your ribs are going to internally bleed. There's a high chance that you're going to get hurt anyways, which is why you get paid a ton of money. So the coach is like, plain and simple, stop being whiny ass bitches. Okay, you get paid millions of dollars because there's a good chance that you're going to get hurt. Now there's one more thing out there that might hurt you. Now you have an opportunity. You might get COVID-19 just like you might break your arm, just like you might get hit by a bus, just like you your plane might crash. And if you live in fear of shit that might happen, well, then you might as well just sit in your house all day long and forget it. But that's why they get paid millions of dollars. They get paid millions and millions of dollars to be out on the field to entertain us to entertain us and be at risk you're always putting your life on the line no matter what whether there's covid out there or whether you're going to take a nasty ass hit from somebody you might get hit so hard you might never wake up again bro but that's why you get paid the big dollars and that's why you guys need to get out there and that's why you guys should play and i love it kudos to jack del rio I'll call it now. He's going to get canceled. They're going to bounce his ass. See you later. Jack Del Rio canceled. The Washington football team is going to cancel his ass for his insensitivity towards players and candy asses, which you all know, to me, is a major problem in this country. No one can take criticism. No one can be butthurt anymore. No one can make a comment to anybody like, oh, 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 coach, coach said that. That I'm a pussy for not co- You are a pussy. Simple. You're being a baby. You get paid millions of dollars. So play the game. I've said it 5,000 times on this program. Plain and simple. If the NFL came to me and they they they, they laid it out. They came to me and said, hey, listen, Mr. Paziali, we, we need you. Uh, who knows what the hell? I, I, bro, I don't, I don't know. They, they, they need me as a road bump. All right, listen, we need a road bump for, NF, for an NFL player. And everybody in the league has COVID. So your chances of catching it are going to be almost 100%. But we're going to pay you $12 million. <laughs> Bro, if someone came to me and said, I'm going to give you $12 million, I, I, you want to inject me with COVID? I take care of my family for the rest of my life on one shot. 
And if I lived, then I'd have that money for retirement. I'd be good. If I made it through, I'm young. I'm 41 years old. I'm in pretty decent shape. I got the Peloton, dude. I got Peloton butt. I'm up there working my ass on the ton. My butt's getting a fucking workout every single night. I'm ready. Put me in. 12 mil. Get out of here. Bro, I show up to work for like 140 bucks a day. You're going to tell me you guys can't go out and play football for 10 mil or league minimum? What's league minimum? Like 600,000? I'll show up for 600,000 all day at no mask. They're like, yeah, you can't wear a mask. Yeah, great. I don't care. 600 grand. I'll be there. No mask. No problem. Done. Done. Idiots. So that's, that's I, I just like when Jack Del Rio is a hard-nosed guy. He's a Trump supporter. He's not a candy ass. He's he's a tough guy to play for. Players have always said that he's like a Belichick type dude where he just doesn't put up with any crap. And I and I love guys like that because you shouldn't put up with any crap. But the problem is the the new generation of football players are a bunch of babies and pussies, and they can't handle tough situations. And when a coach criticizes them, they complain. They say, "Oh, the coach is coach is coach is bullying me. I, I was bullied." I can't imagine being an owner. You're like Robert Kraft and you're paying some dude like $10 million and a player comes in. Or he, the player doesn't even go in because the player's a bitch. The player calls his agent. Sister's in. Oh, he called me a pussy. So then you got to, he's saying it to the agent like, oh, the agent's like, oh, great. Uh, uh, I got to go tell Robert Kraft that this guy's butter because we call him a pussy. And then you go in with Kraft who's like, who's a dinosaur, Okay. Robert Kraft as a dinosaur, you know he was a hard school father. This is a guy that's 80 years old that's getting hand jobs from fucking, from, from Chinese women, okay? He's a real American. He's a hard ass dude, and you know he raises kids hard. No, no cupcakes for Jonathan. Hell no, right? And you gotta go in, imagine you're just the owner, and some guy comes to you and is like, yeah, so-and-so is really pissed that he was called a pussy. I, I, if I were the owner, I'd go right down to the locker room. And I, and I would show him the checks that I signed. I say, you see this check? You see this check? This, this right here? I, I, I give you $10 million a year. This gives me the right to come down here and call you a pussy every day until you don't work for me. I have a check right here for $10 million. You're going to make it this year. Every time you walk by me, I'll call you a pussy. I'll call you whatever the hell I want. $10 million. And if you don't like it, Get out. I would literally, if I was paying someone 10 million, I would tell them, bro, not only would you be catching footballs for me, you'd be mowing my lawn. I'd be like, yeah, bro, you make $10 million. Catching balls isn't going to, oh, oh, you, oh, oh, you think you're just going to snap the ball and make $10 million? You think you're just going to play O-line and you're going to block people? Bro, I'll make you mow. I'll make you mow the damn lawn. Let's go. $10 million. Get out of here. Absolutely. Like, drives me bonkers. If I were an owner, and I was paying someone that kind of money, and they were big-ass pussies, I'd, I'd make them a man. I'd be like, yeah, you, 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 10 mil. I can't eat 10 mil. 10 mil. Get out of here. Idiot. Unbelievable. All right. Jack Del Rio, you heard it here first. He's going to get bounced because it's cancel culture. Guy's going to get guy's gonna get his ass booted for, saying, for making stupid comments, which is a shame. It's too bad. You can't speak your mind anymore. All right. Sick up! Oh, I got banned from TikTok again. Kid got bounced. I'm always getting bounced with TikTok. They bounce me off because they can't handle it, baby. They can't handle the controversy and the tough talk. And I'm being shadow banned on TikTok. I know it. So, 
and see if we can let's see how long see how long we get banned from TikTok. For those of you that don't know, that listen to the podcast, I do a live stream on TikTok and on Facebook. And you can join us. You can join me there when I'm when I'm recording my podcast. I always get bounced off of TikTok. Um, let's see. Let's let's review the details. Um, it's not telling me the details, so I don't know. I've been I've been banned. We'll leave it at that. We'll continue on. So, sixty percent of Americans are not going to do something. Sixty percent of Americans will not take. The first round of vaccinations, of, of vaccines or inoculation, whatever the hell you want to call it. 60% of Americans are nervous about it. They, um, they don't want to be the guinea pigs. And I, and I agree with this. I had said this to my neighbor the other day. I said, look, when that thing comes out, I'm probably not taking it. I'm a pretty healthy dude. I, I, I can't remember the last. I never get sick. <clears throat> so maybe I'm, I'm an asymptomatic type person. But do you know they're trying to rush the vaccination. They're trying to rush something together and there's not going to be enough testing and it's going to get pushed the hell out there by either Trump or by Biden, whoever's president or whoever's in charge of the government at the time. And they're going to believe that they have the right vaccination. Well, I'm not touching it. And I agree with these 60% of people. I'm not going anywhere near it. I'll let the other 30%, 40, 40, I'll let the other 40% of America take the vaccination first and then find out what the side effects are. I'll let you morons get a vaccination on the first round, see what happens to you, watch your skin melt off your goddamn bones. Not happening. And my kids won't be taking it either. And that's going to be a huge problem for me. I know it will be. But I'll, I'll, I will fight on that one. There's no effing way I'm taking the first round of vaccines. I don't know what you guys are doing. You can leave your comments um uh, you know, on, on the video, I'll go back and read them afterwards. But there's pharmaceutical companies that are rushing to try. They're, they're literally doing everything they can to get something to mock it. And I don't want to be the guinea pig. Absolutely not. Go and test it on all the people who have COVID uh, that, that are going to die. Test it on the old. I'm cool with that. You know what? Testing stuff on the elderly to me, it's like testing stuff on animals. I don't care if you test stuff on animals. I don't care if you test stuff on elderlies. They're already dead. You're, you're 70, you're dead. You should be. When you're 70, you should be forced to be a test pig for the rest of us that want to live the next 40 years. So animals, test them up. Go ahead. Monkeys, you should all, we should always, I don't know why we're not testing more monkeys. I said this before, monkeys should be getting tested all the time. They're our closer relative. Test those things on every single product we got. As a matter of fact, I'm going to get a monkey to test my cheese pizza before I eat it. We should be testing everything. I, I'm not one of those people that's like, whoa, we, we put lipstick on pigs and, and you know, we, we made a, a monkey eat a hot dog before we put it to market. Yep, exactly. We're the top of the food chain. That's right. We're going to test it on monkeys and whales and dogs and cats and whatever the hell else we want to test it on. And we're going to test it on old people. So take the vaccine and you test it on the old people. See if it works with them. They're already dead. They're gone. You're 70 plus. You're already gone. You toast. You don't have many good years left. Like our president, he's in his seventies. I bet he dies by the end of his next term or shortly thereafter. So I will not be taking the vaccination. I don't know what you guys are doing. Let me see if my TikTok is uh, coming back up. Nah, this thing's toast, man. They totally that. They're not happy with me. They don't like my vulgar language. While we're talking about all this, we should just at least acknowledge. That there was a ridiculous bomb, well, not a bomb, explosion that happened in Beirut today. And 
no one really knows the cause. What, what What's coming out is that the building was, was housing um, explosive chemicals since 2014. So no one knows if someone ignited it or if the chemicals mixed. I don't have much information. All I know is I've watched the video and I posted it on my TikTok and on my Facebook and on my Instagram, all my social medias. And it's devastating. The explosion looks like it wipes out every single building that's close to this building. And surprisingly, it's still bad. Like right now they're reporting 70 people dead, but over 3,000 people have been injured. I'm surprised there's not more um, uh, uh, casualties. We'll find out more information on that, but you got to check out the video. I, the video is like, woo. It's wow. The video is, it's bad. Um, all right, so we were talking about uh, 60% won't do vaccinations. So the next thing that I want to talk about is is kids going back to school. And I just got, Revere just sent out their, uh, this is, this is uh, it's so annoying to me. The government loves to send out 50-page documents, right? No one's reading the document, bro. No one. No one. I, I don't even care. Dude, I'm not reading it. It's not 50 pages. It's, 19, it's a 19-page uh, PDF on what's going to happen in the school year. I, it drives me nuts. And I've always, like, when I ran for uh, city council when I, when I lived in Attleboro, I, I ran on simplifying government. And I would still run, when I run for office, <clears throat> I would run on simplifying government. I, it, it, like, there's no need for anything to be 19 pages long. Re- plain and simple. Like, listen, if, if we can make TikTok videos in under 15 seconds, then you can make a bulletin, real short, one-page thing that says everything that everybody needs to know about going back to school. That's not what I, what I wanted to talk about, but it's just annoying to me that the government just loves to make 50-page documents. No one reads them. There's not a single parent that's reading it. I don't care what you say. None. Not one. Not one. And all you people that are listening right now be like, oh, I'm going to read the whole thing. You're not going to read the whole thing because you're going to get it. You're going to be in the middle of something and it spilt milk happens over. You're not reading it. Done. They need to make it simple. Government doesn't have to be so difficult. Just real simple. Get right to the point. Little bulletin. Say, yep, kids are going to come back to school. We're going to have them one week. Then next week they're off and and they're going to be six feet apart. And we're only going to have... 12 kids to a classroom, which is going to be a nightmare because we don't have enough teachers. They should say that. It's going to be a nightmare because we don't have enough teachers. Just be honest. Straight up with us. Now, I have two things. I have two different... I have two kids going to two different schools. My son, Nariam, 12 years old, he lives in a more rural type place, right? There's more land out there. There's less people. Houses aren't as close together. And there's so few people that a couple of different towns all go to the same schools, right? Uh, Dighton Rehoboth School District. Nariam lives in Rehoboth. I think that they're going to be okay going back to school. There's not that many people, and people don't live too close to to each other. I'm not so sure about my daughter. My daughter is going to start school. She's going to go to kindergarten. It's going to be in Revere. If you know anything about Revere, every single house is on top of each other. Literally, I could stick my arm out my window and touch both my neighbor's houses. And the only way to build here is is up. That's it. Like if you want, if you need, if you're building and Revere, you're building up. There are so many people living in this city. I don't know that it's going to be a safe environment for my daughter to go back to school. Now I'm letting the the moms decide on this. 
I'm okay if my daughter doesn't go back to school. She can miss the whole entire year and I'd be cool with it because she's young enough to it not be a problem. Now, my son, I feel the same way. He's only 12. And if he were to stay back, it'd probably help him out and get him a little bit more mature. And it wouldn't be the big deal. But I don't really mind if he goes to school because I'm not that worried about COVID out in Rehoboth as I am about it here in Revere because there are so many people. I'm curious what you guys are going to do. Now, we've all decided that the kids are going back. So, it is happening. They're go- Nariam's going back. Presley is going to be going back. We're going to do it. I think that it's going to be a cluster F and that the schools will be shutting down immediately. Maybe not in Rehoboth, but definitely in Revere. There's way too many people. And it's just going to... I mean, listen, if Major League Baseball is having issues with... Thir- with what, How many guys are on a team? 20? I don't know how many people could be on a bench. But you got teams that are having 12-player outbreaks. If they're having a problem, the schools are going to have a problem. My thought on it is this. Probably better to be safe than to be sorry. But if your kid's older, say he's going into uh, his last year at school, you might as well get him out, right? The younger kids, just, just think about it. The younger kids can deal with missing a year of school, and it might actually help them out. If they're not in high school yet, doing eighth grade one more time might be the smart move. Doing seventh grade another time might be all right. Not sending your daughter to kindergarten might be the smart move. Big deal. So she starts late. She gets one more year of being mature. And then you do the right thing at home. It's tough to do the right thing with your 12-year-old. Your 12-year-old is going to want to play video games. But your daughter, you can try to play ABC Mouse. I get Presley on ABC Mouse. She's learning stuff on that. I'm also lucky enough that my, my mother-in-law is a teacher. And maybe we could get her to come back. God forbid. I can't believe I even said that. I don't ever want to deal with that. But she could help teach the kids. Or you could do stuff with your younger kid. Or not. Bro, what not? Kids are going to be fine. I mean, I, 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 kids used to live in caves. I, anytime anybody ever says anything to me, I'm like, yeah, yeah, kids lived in caves. Do you know that? Did you know that kids lived in caves? Did you know that there were kids born before fire was created? So they're going to be fine. Just, just something to think about. I know that it, it's, bro, you can't go back to work if you don't send the kids back to the babysitters, right? If, you're not, if the babysitters aren't working, you're gonna be, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But that's that's kind of what we're doing here. Vaccination, I'm going to fight both moms on vaccinations. I'll probably lose that battle. But I want some proof that it doesn't have long-term problems. Back to school, I'm going more on, on the community. Nariam lives in a community that's pretty spread out. And not a lot of people. My daughter, Revere, it's a full-blown city. There is thousands of people here. And I think the threat of COVID in Revere is a lot higher than the threat of COVID in Rehoboth. And it might be a smart move to not let her go. But as of right now, we're, we're going to let her go. Revere is going to do the one week on, one week off thing. And I think it alternates. So, you know, like one week you're going to have kindergarten. Next week you don't. But one week you have first grade. Next week you don't. So it's like goes, I think it goes kindergarten, second grade, all that. They're rotating week to week. So that they have enough teachers. You get what I'm saying? So they can't have all the kids at school because they can't, they, there's not enough staff. Just not enough staff. All right. That's it, man. I'm bouncing. I'm out. I got to go on the Peloton. Let me tell you guys something about the Peloton. It's, it's, it's great. You know what the problem about working out is? Is sometimes I work out too late at night. Like last night I worked out at about 9 o'clock. I couldn't freaking sleep, dude. I was up till 2 in the morning. And all I did was a quick 20. My, my man, Sam Yo. Sam Yo's my, my, my Peloton man. 
I couldn't sleep. So I want to get that workout in now so that I can have time to calm down, calm, time to relax, a time to enjoy, and I want to keep myself healthy so that um, I can live long enough to work till I'm 70, and then when I'm 70, hopefully have enough money that I can have one year of peace and then die. Plain and simple. All right, guys, that's going to be it. Hi, Presley. You want to say hi to everybody before we go? My daughter, Presley Ray, who we were just talking about, is down here. Hi. Honey, you want to say hi to everybody? Hi. Are you excited to go back to school? Mm-hmm. No, you're not. School stinks. Uh, I'm going to make a lot of new friends there. Oh, you're gonna, you want to meet new friends? Uh-huh. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, well, actually, my mom told me Isabella's going to be there. Oh, Isabella, your friend's going to be back? Mm-hmm. But you got to stay six feet away, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Because. Because of what? The virus. Yeah, that's right, honey. All right. I need mask. You do need a mask. All right. Is it still raining outside? Um, no, I don't think so, is it? It's not. Uh, All right. Guys, thank you so much for joining Spazzing Out. I really appreciate it. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we'll bye. be here. Presley saying bye. We'll be here uh, tomorrow night. We'll be here Thursday night. And like I said, we're going to figure out a hotter time to lock down the podcast and get it done. Thanks. Good night. Bye-bye.